Welcome to the Sunday morning podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Crawley. This message is by Rohan Andrew. that is 
crucial and often as Christians we're not very good at this, I think we have to be honest, and I'm speaking for myself as well, um, is how we deal with conflict in our relationships with each other. And you can, some of the things I'm going to say, you can translate them into work situations, you can translate them into marriages, how, you know, just relationships, all sorts of relationships with children, whoever. But we can be, we're not very good at having healthy conflict. This is is a phrase that Anna gave me from some of the stuff that she's studying, because she's studying to be a counsellor. Having healthy conflict. And what I mean by that is basically being able to just deal with things in between us in our relationship. So sometimes, or pretty much you're guaranteed, you know, not just here in church, but anywhere you are, you're going to have to deal with people saying things or doing things that may offend you or may upset you, that you might not dis- you might not agree with, that you find difficult. And we've got to get, we've got to learn how to manage that because we are a body of Christ, and I can guarantee you, so no church is perfect, we know that, um, and just whenever you're around people, you're going to, we, we're going to say things to each other that we that each other we don't like, you know, we're going to accidentally say things, you know, or even purposely say things, or we're going to, we're going to, there's going to be times where we do things or say things that are going to just upset, we're going to upset each other, and so for any healthy body, we need to be able to manage that. We need to be able to work out how do we um, deal with some of that stuff. Because what we often do as Christians, which is really not great, is I think we take maybe the scripture about turning the other cheek. Uh, we take scriptures about forgiving each other, which they're all valid scriptures. But I think sometimes we decide, right, if someone says something I don't like or offends me, what I'll do is just forgive them and forget about it and not say anything and just kind of brush it under the carpet and just leave it and then carry on with my life. But actually, we need to be able to have conversations with each other and just deal with stuff and have, you know, have healthy conversations where we, where we talk about, you know, what you said to me last week that was a little bit offensive and just have a conversation, deal with it, apologize if we need to apologize, say sorry if we need to say sorry, and just healthily, in a good and a right way, before the Lord, in love, manage that kind of conflict. Amen? Does everyone know what I'm talking about? And obviously, this, this, this is a life, these are life lessons, because you're going to get offended at work, probably. You're going to get offended with your partner, or in relationships, brothers, sisters, mums, dads, whatever. You know, people are always going to say things that may upset us, that we may not like, and we've got to learn how to manage that in a healthy and a right way. And first of all, the first thing is, everything needs to be done in love. You know, God uh, asks us to love one another and to and to just, we, we are brothers and sisters in Christ. He asks us to love each other. He asks us to, to bear with each other. Uh, each other's burdens and to help each other and to be there for each other. Um, I've got a scripture here. Let me see if I can find it. Yeah, here it is in Colossians 3. It says, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. So they're all good things, all things that come from God. So 
clothe yourself, so put on compassion, put on kindness, put on humility, put on gentleness and patience, so being loving and gentle and patient, humble with each other, bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. So we are asked to forgive, so that's something we do need to do, but also we need to deal with it. Here's another scripture, it's Matthew 18. It says, if another believer sins against you, so does something to you or says something to you, um, go privately and point out the offense. If the other person listens and confesses it, you have won that person back. But if you are unsuccessful, take one or two others with you, go back again, so that everything you say may be confirmed by two or three witnesses. So basically they're saying, go to the person. If someone's offended you, said something to you, go to the person and try and work it out with them. And if you can't work it out, then go and get someone else with you. And two of you believers, you know, we're just going to keep talking about the context of, of church. Go back to that person or take two or three people and speak to them and try and work it out. Um, it says, if a person still refuses to listen, take your case to the church. Then if, if he or she won't accept the church's decision, treat the person as a pagan or a corrupt tax collector. So it's kind of just saying, well, we'll just reject the person. So you're giving the person every opportunity to, to work this thing out, to, to smooth this thing over, whatever it is. Um, and you're bringing different people with you to try and make it happen. And then it says, okay, if they still don't accept you, then just, you know, we just reject them altogether. But hopefully it doesn't have to come to that. And often in many conflicts that I've, you know, had to manage or mediate or help people with, it never really comes down to that. Or often it doesn't come down to that. But God is, God is wanting us to be able to be a healthy, you know, body that he can work through. And the enemy loves to come between relationships. In fact, one of, his, one of his greatest schemes to bring down the church, to bring down believers, to bring down Christians, is, is to use offense. He loves to divide and conquer. That's his, kind of, that's his tactic, isn't it? His main tactic. He wants to separate people. He wants to bring a wedge between relationships because he knows that when we're together and we're healthy and we're, there's love between us, we're stronger. him back and we can see we can see God released um, but when we've got division and when we've got disunity and when we've got stuff going on we we just we, we're hindered you know what I mean so we want to be able to make sure that we are keeping healthy relationships with one another and um, just from this this little booklet that um, Anna found there's some really good pointers in here on how to do this. So if you've been, if someone's said something or done something, and again, which is context of, of church, that has offended you, you want to process that with God, and it can be hurtful, it can be painful, it can be something that, um, you know, just, just you think about a lot, just hurts. You know what it's like when people say words and say things or do things 
it can be painful. We can carry that around. But what you what we want to always do is make sure we come before the Lord and try and just get rid of any anger around that. You can you can forgive them. You don't have to wait for them to you don't have to wait for them to say sorry before you forgive them. Because we know in as forgiveness goes, sometimes in our lives we can be offended or hurt by people and we'll never see them again. We may never ever see them again. So we can't have always wait for them to say sorry or apologize or you know smooth things over before we forgive. But if you have the opportunity to be able to speak to that person, it's a good thing to be able to go up to them humbly, with compassion, as it says there, with kindness, with humility, with gentleness, and just have a conversation with them and try and work it out. Because you don't want to just allow things to just go and, you know, you end up... often, Often what happens is, for the other person's benefit as well. You want, to, you want to be able to just show them where they've said something or done something that's really offended you because that person may not even know that they offended you at all. They've got no idea. And actually, you may be helping them in the way they speak to people, the way they treat people, by just pointing out to them, you know when you said that the other, the other week? That really, that really hurt. That was quite offensive. And, you know, I really struggled with that. And... What you can do is just start that conversation going. Hopefully the other person um, apologizes. Hopefully the other person you know, works out where they've gone wrong. Sometimes the other person, again, they might be completely oblivious and they don't know what they've done, don't know what they've said. Um, but hopefully the other person can be humble and gentle as well about it. And, and you can just reconcile, sort things out, apologize, forgive, forgive each other, whatever, and just work things out. But we want to make sure we're always doing that. Now, here's, here's just a few tips on how to do this. Um, first of all, it talks about timing. Choose the right time and place. Uh, not when you're very busy or tired. May, try and find a good time to speak to that person. It might not be here on a Sunday morning. Maybe it's, it's a phone call. Maybe it's a meeting up with them somewhere else. When you're talking about what's happened, stick to the issue. Uh, don't make it a lengthy thing that you trawl over or, it, you know, you kind of just keep going over and over. Just get straight to the point. You know, this is what they said. This is what you did. Um, and ask, you know, yeah, ask them, was there a reason for that or whatever? Or let the other person just kind of explain. So you want to choose the right words. Be, come with a positive attitude towards it. Um, avoid the tendency to insult or threaten or um, degrade. I think it says there, Denig- denigrate. Um, be honest, be tactful, don't be critical, but just be just be humble with whatever you're you're talking about, and just present whatever the issue is to the person, and let them have an opportunity to share their point of view, and then. That's where, that's where healing can take place. That's where relationships can just be, can come back together. Because we don't want to have a church where we've got lots of division, lots of relationships that are broken down and, you know, I, don't, I stay away from this person, I don't talk to this person, because that's not how the body of Christ is meant to be. And, um, you know, I can, I'm up here saying things and I talk with many of you, and I can offend people, and I might not know if I've offended anyone. I could say something that you may disagree with, and I'm happy for you to come to me and speak to me and talk about it and work.
three things. And that's what the body of Christ is meant to be. It's not meant to be like I'm up here and, you know, I'm the pastor and you can never have a conversation with me or challenge me on anything or, or ask me to clarify anything. But I guess what, what the main point is in some of those tips as well is that you come, it's the way you come and present it to a person as well. It's very important because you don't want to come in an angry way, uh, ready to have an argument, ready to have a fight, ready to, you know, you know, put the person, set the person straight. Because that way, straight away, the other person is going to be maybe on the, you start to be defensive about it, start to make excuses, or maybe they'll come back at you with the same anger and, you know, uh, come, come back at you and it just starts an argument. So you want to come in a humble way, you want to come in a loving way, and we want to just put these relationships back together. This is, this is something we need to always learn to do. This is Christianity 101, because it, you will be offended. There will be things that are said. There will be things that are done that will offend you. So you, we have to be able to make sure we can put these things right and then move on. And that's how we keep the body, the unity together in the body keep each other healthy and strong. Um, there's, a, there's another scripture here. If I've got it somewhere. Okay, no, it's not there. But there's a, there's a scripture that talks about not allowing any root of bitterness to, to build up and defile many. And what that is, is when we get offended, we can get angry, we can get bitter, we can get you know resentful towards people, and it just grows. It's actually really bad for you. That's been proven, actually, that it's bad for you. When is it cortisol, something like that? I know cortisol builds up in you, um, and it's unhealthy for your body to stay in a place of bitterness and resentment. And you know, we often—I don't know—sometimes people have talked about how old people can get arthritis and they get gnarled and bitter, and, and, it's, and it kind of comes out in their body, it manifests in their body what's going on in their heart. Now. I'm going to talk a bit more about forgiveness now as we go into um, more about the letter to Jesus. And, and forgiveness is a major, major theme, and we can take probably a couple of months just talking about forgiveness. So I'm going to do this in about, you know, 20 minutes or so. <coughs> and maybe we need to revisit some of this stuff. And it's healthy to revisit it, you know, during the year. But forgiveness is a major part of our relationship with God. <coughs> relationship with others, because we know that Jesus has forgiven us of our sins, and we know we, none of this is going to happen. You know, there's no relationship with God. There's no salvation without the forgiveness of sins. Jesus, everything he did on the cross, um, giving his life for us, coming down, was all so that we could be forgiven of all the bad things that we've done, and we can have a right relationship with God. And he asks us to extend that same forgiveness to other people. So, if anyone's upset us, done something to us, um, we're to forgive others. Here's just a few scriptures. Mark 11, it says, And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them, so that your Father in heaven may forgive you your sins. And there's a number of scriptures that talk about if we don't forgive other people, God won't forgive us. And that's, that's quite a heavy, major, you know, that's a major, major thing. We want to be forgiven by God. We need to forgive others. And there's a parable. I was going to read it. It takes a bit long. Um, that Jesus gives of a, um, I think he was a, a, some sort of a ruler who had servants, and 
seven um, owed, owed the ruler some money and the ruler forgave him and wiped his debt out. And then that servant had someone else that owed him some money and he chose not to wipe that debt out. And then the top ruler um, found out what had happened and then he was really angry with him. I think he sent him into prison and then got him to pay the debt, original debt that he owed him. Um, paraphrasing it. But basically, Jesus was given that parable to say, if you, you know, you, we've been forgiven so much, and because we've been forgiven so much, we're all, you know, we must forgive other people. Now, I'm not saying that in such a kind of blasé, quick way, because I know people have been through all sorts of things, lots of tra- trauma, abuse, really hard stuff to forgive. That's not just like, you know, you can't just say, God, I forgive that person for all that year, all those years of abuse that I've been through, and, and it's just, it's gone like that. It's a process that we that we go through when we're forgiving people. So yes, forgiveness can be quick like that, but often, sometimes it take it takes time, and it takes working through things. And you know, we want to be as a church available to be able to help people to go on that journey of forgiveness and processing stuff. And I know with a num- number of you, I'd say many of you. I've spoken to myself or Anna or other leaders here, and we we work through, we help you work through. And some of the courses that we do, like the Freedom Course, has a massive part in it, all about forgiveness. We help to work through to work through process and for you to work through and process forgiveness, and um, yeah, being able to deal with the things that have happened to you. And it's it's not a sometimes it's not a quick fix, and we don't expect it to be a quick quick fix. Um, here's a few other scriptures. Do not judge and you'll, you will not be judged. Do not condemn, you'll not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. For, uh, another one here. Then Peter came to, to him, to Jesus and said, Lord, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me? Seven times? And Jesus said, no, not seven times. Jesus replied, but 70 times seven. So Jesus was saying, continually. We know in the Lord's Prayer it says, and forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those who sinned against us. And straight after the Lord's Prayer it says, if you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your Father will not forgive your sins. And so there's loads more. There's loads more scriptures on forgiveness. So we get the picture there. God wants us to be forgiving other people. Now, forgiveness also, uh, and probably one of the major keys about forgiveness is it actually releases us. That's probably, that's something, that's a very good thing to remember when we come to forgive people, that actually it benefits us a lot, a lot. If we're, like I said about, you know, health issues and being resentful, being bitter, being carrying anger around, carrying that kind of toxic poison inside us when we're holding something against someone, you know, it, it affects us, it affects our lives, it affects our relationship with God. So we want to always be able to be going on that journey of forgiveness because it actually sets us free. I watched a, I watched a video, it was on YouTube, I think it was a couple of months ago, and um, it was about a lady who had ended up in being trafficked. She went into sex trafficking, and one of her friends was the one who actually brought her into it. So the, the lady that ended up 
in this kind of sex trafficking thing. Um, her friend, so completely unbeknownst to her, just her friend brought her into this this kind of, um, I don't know, it was like a, some sort of uh, sex trafficking ring. And it, she brought her into this and she got stuck in it and she couldn't get home and she got cut off from her family and just horrendous stuff happened to her. And this is, this is online, I can give you the link. And she was kind of doing this TED talk, which is kind of these talks that you get online, they're, they're, they're quite short, 15, 20 minutes. And she was just saying how, she was telling the story about all the horrific stuff that had happened to her. And then at the end of her talk, she said that after everything that had happened to her, one of the most powerful things that she did so that she could continue on in her life because you can imagine how difficult it would be to just continue the abuse and the damage and the, the torment that she went through. She said she got to a point where she forgave the people that did what they did to her. And she said it set her free, it changed her life so that she's able to move on. Sometimes when we don't forgive, we end up stuck. We can end up stuck in a, a traumatic cycle where we're going over and over and over with it in our heads and in our hearts and we're carrying it around for each other. But forgiveness can kind of draw a line in the sand on that and help us to move on and to, again, go on that journey and to be able to process some of the stuff. So forgiveness is very important. And also, as I talked about our relationship with God, sometimes we can get very stuck in our relationship with God if we're holding on to offence. If we're holding on to bitterness. And sometimes it can be offence towards God. Sometimes it's things that we blame God for. God, why did this happen? Why did you allow this to happen to me? Why did you allow this to break down or this to go on? And we can be offend we can hold offence towards God. We can actually blame him and we can hold unforgiveness towards God. So that's one of the things that we need to do is forgive God. And we can also hold unforgiveness towards ourselves. So when we've done things wrong or we've made a mistake or we've said something we shouldn't have said or treated someone in a way we shouldn't have treated them, we can actually beat ourselves up about it and we can be like, oh, why did I do that? I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have done that. And we can carry that around for our whole entire lives, can't we? Where you can look back at something, a point in your life and be like, why did I say that? Why did I do that? Why did I react, did I react in that way or do that or whatever? And we can, it's, it's in a similar way. We hold um, offence towards ourselves. In, in, in some ways you can look at it like you're holding offence towards another believer and that believer is you. And we don't want to. We don't want to do that. And some of these things, if we're holding on to them, we're not dealing with them. They can be a blockage in our relationship with God. Sometimes it just causes. Um, not that God doesn't still love us, or God still doesn't still um, want to be with us. It's not that He holds Himself back from us. But sometimes it can just be in our thinking, in our hearts. We we just hold on to certain things, and then we just don't have that confidence of coming to God about things. We don't have that kind of, I don't know how else to describe it, but a sweetness in our relationship with him because there's, there's stuff there, there's junk there. And we've got to make sure we get all of that out. Okay. Let's talk about our letters to Jesus. Now, it's important to understand forgiveness when we come to do um, this exercise. Um, Gary, if you could just hand out those little pieces of paper. One John one nine is a is a good scripture to memorize. 
Because, and there's other scriptures in the word that talk about forgiveness and, and how God forgives us. But 1 John 1 9 says that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to, um, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So if we confess to him the things that we've done wrong, he's faithful. God is faithful and just to forgive us. So the second we come to him and confess something to him, it's done. It's over. He's forgiven us of that thing and we can move on. You know, sometimes we can, again, we can go around our whole lives with this kind of burden, feeling like, oh, God could never forgive me of that. That thing that I've done, I can't be forgiven of. He's not going to be able to forgive me. God, Jesus went to the cross so that we can be totally forgiven of all of our sins. And if you think about how powerful that actually is, so, you know, even in the future, as as you may make mistakes, we all make mistakes, we all do things wrong, you know, he's, he's already paid the price for that. He's already made provision so that we can be forgiven. And we could come back again and again and ask for God's forgiveness. And it's called repentance. So it's not just saying sorry, but we want to be able to change as well. So it's God, please forgive me. Help me, Lord, so that I don't do this again. Help me to turn away and never come back to that same sin again. And again, you may need help. It's a journey. It's a process to deal with certain things, certain habits, certain things that we do. Certain things that have been done to us sometimes cause us to be the way that we are, cause us to react the way we do, and we just need help in processing that and help in changing our behavior, changing what's going on in our heart. And as you grow in God, as you mature in God, as you that process of sanctification takes place, hopefully we become more and more like Jesus where we don't continue to in those patterns of sin anymore. As we do things like the freedom course and all of that, it helps us just deal with things, process things, so that we deal with that sin. That's what repentance is about. It's having a heart change, turning away from that stuff. So the letter to Jesus, is helping someone to bring their life before the Lord when they're ready to give their life to Jesus, so in this room, if you've not given your life to Jesus and you're not born again here this morning, feel free, you don't have to do this exercise. And if for any other reason you don't want to do this exercise, you don't want to write stuff down, feel free, you don't need to do it. It's okay. Um, but what we're doing is when you lead someone to the Lord, you sit down with them and it's good to just help them to put things on paper. How many know that sometimes if you just think things in your mind, um, it can just be a bit airy-fairy, it can be up there in your mind and imagination and thinking about it but actually when you put it down on paper there's something powerful about seeing it in writing and seeing it in front of you in black and white and and it helps you to just for your brain to work out for your heart to work out what's going on and like I think I said before I've done this process a number of times with different people and what I get them to do and what we're going to do this morning is just write down any known sin in your life and if Obviously, many of you here are believers. I'm not talking about dragging up past stuff, you know, things that you did years ago. I'm just talking about anything that comes to mind right now that you know that you want to just confess, give to Jesus, ask him to forgive you a bit. Just just write it down. And actually, we're going to do that bit first, and then we're going to go do the forgiveness bit next. So you can just take your piece of paper, anything you want to write down, 
Um, feel free to write down, move around the room if you need to move around, if you need to get away from your wife or your husband or something like that, or friend or family or whoever, you know, you, you, you can move around, you can move around the room. But ask the Lord, and this is, this is the most important part of this, just before you start, ask the Lord to just reveal to you if there's anything in your life that shouldn't be there that you want to just confess to him right now. And that is an important process in this because we're asking the Holy Spirit to just help you, to remind you, to show you. And I did this years ago. I did a course called the Freedom in Christ course, many, many, Freedom in Christ course, many years ago. And I, and I asked the Lord, and actually this is more to do with the forgiveness part. Um, I asked the Lord if there was anyone I needed to forgive that I haven't forgiven. And God kind of... <laughs> God took me back to when I, reminded me of when I was something like, I was about 12, 13, something like that. And a kid that I used to kind of, you know, used to play with down our street, he did something to me, which actually, when I tell you the story, it wasn't actually it was a big deal, but it was for me at the time. Um, he basically told my parents about something I did. I did something wrong. I jumped over someone's fence to grab a ball and the person didn't, you know, we weren't allowed to jump over this fence and blah, blah, blah. And um, the people that, whose fence I jumped over came out and they were looking for who did it. And I was hiding somewhere and this kid was out there and he didn't have to say anything. You know, all the other kids were being quiet. And this one kid just piped up and said, oh, he did it. I know where he lives. I'll, t- I'll show you where his house is and I'll, I'll take you to his parents. <laughs> and I was, I was like so angry at this kid. I was so, I was just like, why did he do that? I was angry for ages with this kid and, and do you know it's, it was interesting how I've forgotten about that I've seen it when I was a child it's just you know looking back at it, it's just nonsense you know whatever kids do stuff like that but actually when I was sitting down doing this doing this exercise about forgiving people God remind brought that me- I hadn't thought about that memory I, it, it's gone that was years ago you know I hadn't thought about that thing at all but the Holy Spirit brought this memory back up and it's like And the Lord was bringing that back up to say, you need to forgive that kid. You really held, held a grudge, you held anger, you held resentment towards that kid. You need to forgive him. And, that, and this is something we can do in our own time as well. It doesn't have to be this morning and that's it. But I just encourage you to go away when you do the forgiveness bit. Ask the Holy Spirit, ask God to just remind you to bring back anything over your lifetime that someone's done against you or done to you. And just get rid of it. Because God wants to just get the junk out. Wants to just clear. Wants us to be a clean vessel, nothing in there, nothing holding on to. But anyway, that's the forgiveness bit. We'll do in a second. So, I'll give you about five minutes to just do the the sin thing. So, anything that we've done wrong um, before God or to other people or whatever, anything that's known sin in your life that you just want to write out, ask God to just point it out to you. And what we often do at this point as well when we're doing it with someone else, is they don't have to write down every sin they've ever done in their life, because, you know, we read pages and pages. But when you do it with someone else, it's the major thing. Like, if there's some, some major things, or if what God brings to, brings to mind, you write it down. And often it's some of the major things. And when I've done this with people, they've brought out things that they're really ashamed of, really done wrong, you know, they've carried around for their whole life, and they'll write those things down. So you, you just go through that. So... Hopefully you understand that. I'll give you five minutes. If you just 
write those things down first and then we're gonna we'll pray them through um after you've got them down on a piece of paper okay just one by one just go through that list and say lord just forgive me for this i turn away from this sin lord help me help me to turn away but you're asking you're asking god to just forgive you of those things and just bring them for him and the second you ask for forgiveness it's done you're forgiven of that thing and as i said before you can continue this process on at home Here's a quick scripture from Psalm 103. It says, as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. So as soon as we confess that thing to him, he says he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Also, he removes that thing as far as the east is from the west. So he removes us completely from that sin. Amen. And this is something we need to learn how to do on a regular basis. And this is when I talk about keeping short accounts with God. This is what it's about. It's, it means not allowing things to build up and build up and build up. And there's loads of stuff we haven't asked God to forgive us for to build up. Just, it's a daily thing, a daily thing. Lord, you know, in the morning, whatever, in the evening, Lord, is there anything other that I need to just ask forgiveness for? And then you just ask him, and he does so. so uh, and so, so next we're going to be just writing down anyone that we need to forgive. So just ask again, ask the Holy Spirit to just show you if there's anyone that, and you know, the, one of the best ways of testing this, best way, best ways of testing is if you, if you remember someone that's done something to you or that you're offended about, and as soon as you remember them, it's like something triggers inside of you and you just all the anger and the resentment just builds up back inside of you towards them. You know you need to <laughs> you need to forgive them. And um, and like I said, like I said, you know, I'm not saying especially with traumatic things and abusive things, you know, I'm not saying it all just needs to go like that. But and sometimes it takes time. Sometimes you've got to repeatedly forgive them and go through that process. But just try and deal with any 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 other things this morning where you know, there can be small things, your boss at work, your husband, your wife, things that they do, they say, or your children, it can be whatever. So just maybe write some people down, <coughs> write some things down, and then just go through that process of forgiving them. And all you do is say, Lord, I choose to forgive this person for this thing that they did to me. Or I choose to forgive myself for this thing that I've been holding to against myself or Lord I choose to forgive you for allowing this to happen so just go through that process now and I'll give you another few minutes and also feel free to come and speak to like myself Anna and Rachel at the end if there's, if there's stuff here that it brings up that you need help with just come and speak to us and we can just help we can help go through on that journey of just dealing with forgiving people. It's probably not all going to happen this morning, but you know we can help you along the journey. So yeah, take a few minutes and just write down some names or whatever you need to do. Just want to read a scripture to you before we finish this morning. This is from the story of the prodigal son. So many of you will know the story. 
giving his son two sons. Um, he gave one of his sons his inheritance and he went off and he squandered it and he wasted it. And he ended up in a famine and he ended up eating the food of pigs and struggling. And then he said, he said this, I'll just read this bit to you. He says, I will, so that son that went off said to himself, I, I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up and he went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and against you. and I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fatted calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine who is dead is now alive again. And he was lost and is now found. So they began to celebrate. And that's what God, that's a great picture of how, of what God's reaction to us is. When we, when we ask, to, ask for his forgiveness, when we repent and turn away from things, he just, his, his arms are wide open towards us. He wants to celebrate with us. He can see that we're turning away from stuff. And he always is just happy. And that's, that's an example of someone coming to Jesus, having lived a life of sin. So if you were doing this process with someone, you would then lead them into the prayer of salvation. So they've dealt with, they've forgiven people they need to forgive. They've confessed the sins that they need to confess and then you would lead them to pray to just to give their life to the Lord and um, you let them pray their prayer or you pray something with them and basically they're asking God to forgive them and all of that stuff and they're asking Jesus to become the Lord and Savior of their life and to follow him for the rest of their lives. Amen. Now the last thing that needs to happen um, we'll leave the bin over there is that you rip up your piece of paper and you chuck it in the bin and that's a symbol of all of that stuff is dealt with and forgiven and you're set free actually let's have that song on now now guys the the one you just played if you can find it um so yeah you can tear it up and then there's a bin at the back or you can bring the bin out a little bit or whatever and you can throw it in but as I keep as I keep saying, and I'll continue to say, if you need help in dealing with this stuff, come and speak to us. Okay, so I'm just going to pray, and we're going to finish there. Father God, I just thank you for I thank you for this morning, Lord God. I thank you for your the provision you've made so that we can be saved, that we can have salvation, that we can come to you and be yours, be your children, come into relationship with you. Father, we thank you that for going to the cross for us so that we can be forgiven of our sins and that we can forgive other people as well. Father, I just thank you for your spirit that just shows us these things that we need to deal with and um, and gives us the ability to forgive, the ability to reconcile. And Father, just help us in our relationships here on earth, whatever relationships they may be, and in church, to be able to love one another, to be compassionate to one another, to be humble with one another, and to be able to forgive and and reconcile with each other. So Jesus, we thank you for what you're doing in us and through us, and we thank you for the rest of our week. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.